This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Good afternoon, Cherries fans, and welcome to this latest opposition preview show here on Up the Cherries in All Departments. So, after that impressive two-all draw against Aston Villa at Dean Court, we're on the road again for a midweek game against Crystal Palace. Easily our bogey side, so there's not a lot of confidence going into this one, even though there should be from some of the members of our faithful. To actually preview this game, we have a regular special guest coming on. And it is a pleasure to welcome back on from Eagle-Eyed Football, Rich. Welcome back to the show, Rich. How you doing, mate? I'm doing good, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Bit nervous about tomorrow's <laughs> game, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Well, thank you for so much for the invite once again. Not a problem at all. It's always a pleasure to have you on here. And let's be honest, you know you should be feeling a bit more confident considering you are effectively our bogey side in the Premier League, aren't you? I, I would like to think so, yeah. Um, but at the same time, that is when we have all our players fit. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not necessarily the case this time around. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. It'll be, it'll be an interesting game. Yes, most definitely. And... Um, you have the return of Jefferson Lerma. Um, he's been back a couple of weeks, as we were saying off air. How has he been since he's been back? Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. I can see why um, most former fans were, were not um, happy that he was leaving. Obviously, they missed him. They sent him off with, obviously, good wishes. Um, yeah. I guess I think the one downside is losing a player of that quality for nothing, you know. Mm. I think that's obviously the biggest from a Bournemouth perspective. Um, but he's joined us. He's, he's fitted in well from the great partnership with Czech Decore. Unfortunately, he's injured. Had a very interesting role against West Ham where he was everywhere. <laughs> and that kind of sums us up as, at the moment with our midfield because with no ebbs, no Decore, like he has to kind of like take the ball by the horns, really. 
you know, and defend and attack. So yeah, this is why tomorrow's game is going to be weird and interesting. Like he's, he's been great. He's been great for us. Just looking at the Palace midfield, um, it is incredibly strong when you look at it. When the, all of the players are fit, um, Erebeshiazi is somebody I wanted here. You know, I've never, ever, ever hid that. When he was at QPR, I always said, he's the man to go after. Of course, you got Michael Lise, who scored a wonder goal the other week, didn't he? Um, yeah, I And honestly, it, those two, Erebeshiazi and Michael Lise, how pivotal are they and how good have they been for Crystal Palace this season? I'll answer the um, first bit because that's the easy bit to answer. The second bit is not so easy to answer. Um, <laughs> they're, they're vital for what we do. You know, they they bounce the ball off of each other. They they know each other's game. They're, they're, they're a headache because there's when there's the two of them, it gives defences a headache because it's not like, oh, we only need to defend against Ebbs or we only have to defend against Michael. You know, there's there's problems all over the pitch. The problem is this season, and this is where the second part is regarding being pivotal, Michael Lise only just returned back against Everton, so that's two weeks ago. Yeah. He had he pulled his hamstring in the uh, on 21 Euros. And then the moment he comes back, like, into the starting lineup, Ebbs gets injured, and he's out until... I mean, apparently he's trying to force his way back into training, but the doctors are trying to really tell him to just calm down. Um, I think it's really targeted that he's back. December 27th. That's the Chelsea game. Well, also looking at the defence um, and a player that I've always had a lot of time for as well, Mark Geary. Um And how good, how worried are you that somebody's going to come in for him? Because there's a lot of talk in the press um, with regards to him leaving. Um how important has he been for Crystal Palace so far? Um, no, he's been brilliant. He's been phenomenal this year. Um, and that's obviously culminated in him getting England call-ups and rightfully so, and, and starting. You know, he actually has a chance of starting in the Euros in, in the summer. Yeah. You know, if Southgate kind of goes away from his favourites. Um but he's, he's, he's had a really, really good season. Um, regarding him leaving, the reason why I'm not worried is like we're going to have to expect this, you know. Um, and what we're trying to do is, and I know it sounds yeah to say this team's name, but we're trying to emulate what Brighton do. Yeah. Which means buying good talent for cheap and hopefully selling them off for a profit. We're, that's just going to be us now. We have to we have to get used to it. Um, so yes, he will be a loss, but if we can still keep hold of like Chris Richards, he can. He's, like, I'm not saying he's a better defender, but he's good enough. He, like, he's good, you know, to do so. And I feel sorry for Chris Richards because where you've got Gay and Anderson, who have just been good for us, he doesn't really yes. get a look in. Um, apart from him playing centre mid against West Ham, so he'll probably play centre mid again next to Lama tomorrow night. I think with Crystal Palace, and I think it's one thing that's always you know, stood out for me is the players that you do have, you know, the superstars like Elise, Eze, Gui, you know, all these players, you know, I think could walk into any team, any, any other team. You know, I think you put them 
you know, take Elise out and put him into Manchester City. He might not start straight away, but he'll soon establish his place, as would Eze and as would Gui as well. Um, and that is really the big thing for me with Crystal Palace is that, you know, you have got all this talent, but there is a lot of players around them. You know, Will Hughes, for example, is a player that I've always thought is good. Um, of course, he started his career back at... Um, was it Watford and then he went to Derby, um, if I'm right in thinking? Or was yeah, it the other way around? It might be the other way around. Yeah, the other way around, yes. Yes, Derby. yeah. Yeah, but he's, you know, he's solid, solid, solid player. Um, and, you know, when these players are sold off, how confident are you that you can keep the momentum going, you know, with the players that you've got, you know, fixed in there? Like... AU as well. Um, again, another Jordan AU has always been a fantastic striker. Um, you know, how, how confident are you, do you think, Rich? Uh, so this kind of comes two pronged. I'm, I'm confident in the sense of like our recruitment has been pretty decent. You know, we, we do tend to find gems for little to no money at all. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, though. We've got an academy that's booming right now, but our current manager is not giving them a chance. Yeah. So they, they could actually establish themselves as the replacements, but they're not getting to help. They sh- realistically, like two or three of them should already be even on the bench to get like here, 15 minutes here, 10 minutes there, just to get that experience. Jezrat Zaki is a prime example. Yeah. You know, we chose not to send him out on loan. Um, and then... We're, at times we're playing Jeffrey Schlupp right wing and he's not even a right winger. You know, it's it's just moments like that where he could have had opportunities to play more than 10, 5, 10 minutes or even start games and it, it wasn't given to him. So I just feel we need to be a bit braver with our academy. If we're, if we're going to push the academy, then push some of the players through, you know, show them that there is that pathway to, to the first team. Well, I think you've <laughs> hinted as well that we are playing Crystal Palace now at a time when you're not particularly in good form. You've been recently beaten by Everton and Luton. Um, the last win, and I think it's the only win in six, isn't it, is against Burnley, um, which was a 2-0 win, um, I think at the start of November. And how concerning is that? Because Patrick Vieira... You know, when he was sacked and it was it was just, um, you know, I'm trying to think of how it all happened because we we lost at home to you guys at the end of last year. And, you know, it kept Patrick Vieira in the job a little bit longer, but eventually he was sacked after such a poor run. How concerned are you? though, because Roy Hodgson's done a fantastic job. He did a fantastic job to pull you clear last season. With this run of form, though, are you worried of it going back towards that, you know, and Roy not knowing really how to get yourself, get you out of this rut at the moment? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately for for Roy, I think he's reverting back to type which is a negative thing for a club like us. Like, all of a sudden, Vieira's made it more attractive to watch, especially the first yeah. season. The second season, it wasn't as great. Um, but we've got the players that can go and express themselves and be more free-flowing and attacking. 
which Roy did when he came back. When he came back, oh my gosh, the free we were playing free throwing. I couldn't believe it. I was, it was yeah. like, almost as if they, they were like Roy was like, just go and play, just go and play, go and enjoy yourself. Don't worry if you can see the goal. Don't worry if you fall behind. Just go and enjoy yourself, lads. But this season's been a lot different. He's picking the same players, even if they're off form. Um, we're playing a lot more defensive, so it means our the only few attacking players that we have due to injuries, they're doing more defensive work than attacking work, which okay. is the problem. He's calling out players, our youngsters. I mean, he has apologised, but you can tell he doesn't really want to play the youth. Um, okay. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a it's a sticky one with Rand. The ir- irony of it all, um, after we play you, we go on a similar run that Vieira had where we've got Liverpool, City, Chelsea, yeah. Brighton, Brentford. Like we've got a similar run coming up, um, which is going to be absolutely crazy. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. And that's why tomorrow's game is massive. Like we have to get three points because after that stretch of games, we could get sucked right into a problem, you know, because we're not going to expect to get any or many points from the, those run of games. So apart from Roy selection, because you, you look at the squad, you look at the squad and we've mentioned the top players that Crystal Palace have got. You think there's more than enough for you not to be pulled into that. But the danger is, is with this run of form, and if you were to be beaten by ourselves tomorrow, the problem is, is you've then got those big teams coming up. You could find yourself in and around that, you know, danger zone again. Um what do you feel apart from the selection might have gone wrong? The board. <laughs> the board. Um, honestly, Fair like I, I, Roy hadn't been backed as well. So I've, like, that's the one saving grace for Roy, in my personal opinion. He wasn't backed either. Um, we brought Dean Anderson. Why? Um, we brought Rob Holden. Why? You know, like, yes, you can call it cover, but come on, like, we have more pressing issues. We've still got Joel Water right back and Nathaniel Klein's his backup. You know, 32 and 34-year-olds. Um, so we needed a right back. Odson Edouard is, all right, he's got six goals this season, but he's he's a striker that likes to come to deep. So we don't end to have a striker that goes in behind. That's why we were hoping to get in someone like an Iannaccio or something, you know. We needed a left winger. Saha's gone. We dilly dallied regarding Sinistera, and then he goes to you on loan. You know, like yeah. what's it, a three million loan fee? Like it's, it's these yes. little things that even Callum Hudson Odoi went to Forest for like three to five million. Why are we not in for this? Do you understand? So that's, and then we spend 15 million on a goalkeeper. So that's why I feel like the board hasn't helped either. You know, and what doesn't help is that there's rumors that because obviously we're doing a new stand, like extending the main stand, that we may not have money in January, we're going to save everything for the summer. And I don't think that's a good idea because we're short. And all these injuries, I tell you, are a prime example of that. Well, you're coming up against a team that are in form. You know, finally, Iriola seems to be getting it right. How much have you seen of us since, you know, we've started winning, since that Burnley game? Um, how much have you seen of us? And what do you feel? Because we were bad, you know, at points uh, earlier on in the season against Everton, beaten 3-0 away from home. It was a shambolic performance. Um, the Brighton game where we just capitulated. 
have you seen much of Bournemouth and, you know, how impressed are you with us? Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. You know what it is? Um, as much as, and this is my opinion, as much as things were really rough at the start, yeah, you could see there, there's like a there was a picture he was trying to paint. Yeah, basically, and it it's just taken a while to get the puzzles to fit. Mm-hmm. Now that it has, all of a sudden everyone forgets about the the dreadful start he had. Yeah, because the players have now understood and put into a philosophy, and that's the thing with managerial appointments, especially from abroad. It's going to take time, you know. Um, and I guess on, on your part, it's, it's good that you've stuck with him. Um, but this looks a bit as well, he's got a settled 11. Um, yes. another player, Semenyo, who we should have got, Vieira wanted him, he seems to be on fire at the moment. And oh, he's brilliant. You, you, your, recruitment's been, your, your recruitment's been brilliant too, you know. Um, you've got uh, players like Tavernier, who's, who's I think a very good player. Uh, Solanke is now hit form. You've got Sinistero, who obviously. Injury wise, that may or may not start. And yeah, I mean, to, to think that I've even mentioned Billing, I, I don't know if he's been injured or anything, but I think it's Christie and Cook now, like all the midfield players. Uh, Justin Clivert as well. Justin Clivert's ah, been there brilliant. There you go. One. You know, the caliber of players you lot are signing, it shows there's value in the market. And it's, it's, it's just, I hope we can. Do that, like just be bold and brave and spend money. <laughs> I think, to be honest, Richard, I was one of the people that was turning around and saying, oh, I don't know, really, if Iriola's got it in him. I was wondering after that Everton game and was kind of saying, you know, he's got a better squad than O'Neill had, you know, to work with, but wasn't getting the results. I think now he's kind of proven me wrong, which is a great thing. Um, great thing, and now it, it it's it's found its rhythm. Um, the two players that I think are fantastic linking up is Justin Cliver and Semenyo. Semenyo is brilliant. He's brilliant. You know, before he got here, I was told that he would blow hot and cold. That sometimes he was fantastic for Bristol City, unplayable. Sometimes he just didn't really affect the game at all. I've got to be honest, since he's been here, every game he's been involved in, you know, he's affected and he's been really, really, really positive. Really, really positive. Do you feel that those two are the two that you've got to look out for tomorrow night? 
Yeah, um, th- those are the two. And like I said, it's well, Solanke with his form at the moment. Yeah. Um, obviously, for us, a plus side is Gay and Anderson against the more physical sort of strikers. I think they've done okay. They had Calvert-Lewin recently. As much as everyone beat us, Calvert-Lewin didn't, I wouldn't say he did much in that game, yeah. you know. So and I think Solanke kind of fits that build to an extent. extent. So hopefully... If we can keep him quiet, then he won't be able to link up play how we how he normally has been. The Clive at one will be interesting how we deal with that. You know, like I said, that would be check the Corey's department to just kind of um douse any fires, you know. And I don't know which side obviously Semenya's gonna play, but if he plays up against Mitchell, that'll be a decent battle. Yeah. But if he plays up against Ward, he will have a field day. And I think because of his form. I think Iriola will know that and say, listen, I need you to do your job on the left-hand side for me today. Yeah. <laughs> and both of them can actually switch between... Uh, Semenya, of course, played on the right against um, Aston Villa at the weekend. You know, I think, you know, it's it's quite doable that he'll move over to the left and Marcus Tavernier will move over to the right-hand side. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what he'll do. And I think... Personally, I think he'll stick with the same side that played against Aston Villa, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, we'll come on to predictions in a moment, um, but I just want to cover off one final one of your re- recent results, which is that defeat by Luton Town. Now, I think it's safe to say, looking at this table and how it's panning out, Sheffield United are going to have to really do something to get out of it, as I think Burnley will. I think those two are in real danger. But Luton is the one which I said at the start of the season had probably the least quality, but the most fight about them. And do you feel that it's going to be that bottom three? The three that come up will be the bottom three, or do you feel that they could, considering you've played them, you've been beaten by them, that it's not all, you know, done and dusted, that there is possibly going to be a real fight on at the end of this season? Funny enough, I said very early in the season, before they even beat us, mm. that I think Luton will be the one, the, of the three, Luton will be the one. Yeah. Personally. Because um, I'd seen enough in their home games to suggest that, yeah, they've got fight in them. They've got fight. And minus, I think, the Brighton game where they they were kind of like the, the makers of their own downfall. Yeah. Um, their away form, had, um, they may not have won many, but they've competed. They went up to Old Trafford, competed, obviously lost 1-0. At home to Liverpool, competed, drew 1-1. Should... Should have held on, I think, you know, yeah. in that game. Um, they deservedly beat us. Deservedly. I'm like, we, this obviously Luton's a team that we should be beaten, but we deserve, yeah. the, at most, we deserve to draw. At most. Because they were, they were fantastic. Tactically brilliant all around the pitch. Mm-hmm. So I, I think their home form, and even Spurs as well, I forgot about that game. They, they were very close against Spurs to, to obviously yeah. get something from that. They, their home form is incredible. Um, obviously, initially, I did think Burnley were... Sorry, Bournemouth were going to be a bit in trouble. But they've started to pick up form. Which brings up the question, 
about Forrest. Yeah. You know? And I might even chuck Fulham in there because they're, I mean, they were unlucky against Liverpool, but they're a bit like, mm. but then again, we could fall into that category as well if, especially after tomorrow's, if we win tomorrow's game, I think it gives us a bit of breathing space. Yeah. You know? And that'll take us up to 19 points, which will actually, it doesn't sound too bad when you say it like that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and we could take that. <laughs> you know, but in, and funny enough, when I look at the fact that we're on 16 points, mm-hmm. realistically, we'll think, actually, well, you know what, we've got more points than games, you know. But on the flip side of that, like you said, the Everton defeat, the Luton defeat, draw at home at Forest, draw at home with Fulham, those four games in itself, oddly enough, could have taken us up into a European spot, you know, and that's the margins of the Premier League, you know, where on one hand, we really should have about seven more points. Mm -hmm. And on the flip side, we could probably go on and get no points in the next six, you know. (laughs) So, listen, this is why I'm I'm just kind of annoyed with us. Like, we we haven't kicked on, Mm -hmm. which is a bit frustrating. Well... Yeah, I think it's prediction time because it's a it's a bit it's a big game. You know, there is three points between the teams. You've got a lot better goal difference than us, so we, we're not going to overtake you unless there is an almighty swing. But how do you reckon this is going to go, Rich? I've gone two one Palace, but out of hope. <laughs> um, is that the because, heart speaking or yeah, know, the heart to speaking, be fair, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> you have been playing more, I have to give you that. But you are susceptible that like, you do concede quite a few goals. Yeah. You know, and I'm hoping that's something we can exploit. And once again, I know I don't know how you are with set pieces this season, because last season you're really bad with set yeah. pieces. So once again, another area. The question is how are we going to be defensively? Because now you've become free-flowing in, in your attack. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I think it's literally going to be attack versus defences on this one to see who, who comes out on top. That corresponding fixture last season, like you say, the set pieces, we were terrible at. And really, everything that went into that box, you know, in the air, kind of felt like it was going to go in um you know quite a few of them did in the end um but i think our defense is a little bit better don't get me wrong it's not the finished article because they're still youngsters uh zabania and senesi are building up a real partnership there in the center of defense you've got kirkes on the left and adam smith on the right hand side neither of those two have very big defenders. The mid middle two are, um, you know, got a bit of height about them. But I, I, thinking with thinking with my head, I think you know, Hart says you know, a Bournemouth win. You know, it always will do. But I think head says, look, get a point away at, from home at Selhurst Park. I take that. I take that all day long. Take that all day long um, at this time of the season. But play like we did against Aston Villa because we were very, very good. There's no reason why we can't be anybody in that bottom half of the league. 
um, on our day, on our day. That's not going to happen every every game. And part of me wishes that that had come up against somebody like Wolves, you know, where we could have taken all three points rather than Aston Villa, which is yeah. always going to be a difficult game, to be honest. Yeah, We're the same. It's like we went to Old Trafford and won 1-0. Yeah, like it's just uh. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I would, I'd rather that sort of performance come against Wolves or you know against Everton because we would have beaten them all day long. But at the same time, I think a one-all draw wouldn't be a bad result at Crystal Palace, considering you are our bogey team. You probably will end up beating us because of that sole reason that we can't beat you. Um, you are the Preston of the Premier League until they get promoted. <laughs> and then um, all hell get breaks loose. Because <laughs> it doesn't matter what division we're in, we just can't beat Preston. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think let's go for a one-all. Before you go, Rich, do tell everybody where they can find the eagle-eyed podcast, football podcast, I should say. Oh, thank you very much again, Craig. No yeah, so it's Eagle Eyed Football. Um, we're on YouTube. Um, the, the team's working very hard. So, so if you don't see my face, trust it's not just me. There's a nice little team um, who work extremely hard. Uh, so we're on YouTube. It's um, at Eagle Eyed Ball on Twitter. I love the character, character um, limits. Um, and we have got an Instagram, but we, we went sometimes we put stuff on there. <laughs> It's so hard to keep track of all the socials, you know. It's it's so difficult. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. You know, there's we had um oh, what was that new one, the Instagram one, threads, was it? Threads, yeah. I think we started that. Um I think you know, the last post was probably well, if you go on there, it, no doubt it possibly could be our game last season. Um <laughs> so... <laughs> That's how long we haven't oh, used yeah. it for. But yeah, go check out the guys. Go and subscribe to them. You know, fantastic job you do as well. And, you know, no doubt we'll catch up later on in the season. Oh, yes. Um, when you come to Dean Court and beat us. Um, <laughs> I'm, but, it's, I'm so glad it's a Tuesday night. Unless that's during the Easter holiday. Oh, but I don't know, I might be on holiday. If I'm not in Ghana... During the Easter holidays, I'm going to aim to come down to Dean Court. Do it, it, mate. Do it, mate. No doubt. You know, as much as I I go to every single game, you know, I can at home. No doubt, I'll be sent away with work. So, hey, go, oh, yeah. get sent away somewhere, somewhere nice, somewhere sunny, <laughs> somewhere beautiful. Yeah, you um, can't no, I can't really <laughs> complain to be honest. But yeah, oh no, I've missed the Crystal Palace game, but. <laughs> Here I am, sunning myself in Bali. Um, (laughs) Rich, a pleasure as always, and no doubt we'll catch up with you later on in the season, mate. Definitely. Cheers, mate. Take care. And thank you, everybody, for joining us. Remember to hit the like, the subscribe, the bell button below to be alerted to any new videos we do here on Up the Cherries and All Departments. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts. We're on all of those as well. We are the Talk Sports AFC Bournemouth podcast of choice. So do keep us close. Um, I'm sure you know, 
all be subscribed by now so just hit that button but until the next show up the cherries we'll see you then thank you for joining us the talksport fan network is proudly teaming up with free for mental health awareness week this year we understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.